Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 416, recorded live on June 13th, 2015. And here are your hosts, the man who wrote his own script for the summer sale, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who's just letting it run, Andy Lowe. Hi. So, yeah, I, I felt kind of bad about the script because it's it's effectively cheating. Dave is cheating. I, I'm a script kitty. I'm running, like, a script to play a game for me. Yeah, but this game doesn't really do anything. It unlocks things in the sale. Yes, which we unlocked all nine of the things from yesterday without even batting an eye. Yeah. So for those of you who are unaware, even though we reported on it, the Steam Summer Sale kicked off. Yesterday. And as with Steam Summer Sales, there's a gimmick thing. Which is this weird little game that Steam created, Valve created. Uh, you you have three lanes, and you click on things. Yep. They're little monsters that you have to destroy. And that's, that's the game. There are three lanes, they have monsters, you click on them, you deal damage. That's the entire game. Like, there's items, but do you actually activate the items, or do they activate automatically? You can activate the items. Uh-huh. You activate the items. You activate the items? Yes. Okay. I.e. some of the items will do more damage, some of the items will get you more gold, some of the items will do heal you, that sort of stuff. Yep. So that's the game. You click on things. They disappear. <laughs> you have to click on them a lot. My current level is 691 right now, by the way. Wow. But like you have to click on them a lot to make them yes. disappear, and the idea is everyone is clicking on them, and everyone has to click on them a lot. Currently there are 4,900... 495,000 people playing right now. Yep. So I made a script that clicks a lot in one place. I didn't I didn't do like advanced scripting. I didn't have it look at the screen and be like if there's something there, click. If there's not, then go to a different lane. It's just I can hold down the F key on my keyboard and it clicks just by holding the key. In fact, I don't technically need to hold the key. It just clicks. I just let it, the thing do the auto attack on its own. Yeah. Well, you've got enough people in the same map. Yeah, we're now, um, when I said we were level 691. You're what, 693 now? 700. You just went up seven levels? By the time it took me to load the game, yes. Wow. Like 701 right now, and I will tell you when 702 happens. Wow. So there's a game that unlocks things. 702. It literally, I don't, 703. Okay, Andy. 704. Holy Andy. I need to stop. This It's just going too quickly. Close Steam. It's going too quickly. Close Steam. It is closed. So Steam Summer Sale kicked off. Do you get anything yet? Um, I just bought Rock of Ages for a dollar. Cool. Because it was a dollar. <laughs> Are you going to return it in the next two weeks? No, it's a dollar. Okay. Ooh. I wonder if they would do that, where you could buy a game on sale and then try and return it. when you it's get active. it for the sale price. Yeah. You can return it. You get the sale price. Yeah. Damn it. Two of my games from my wish list are on today's sale. I guess I'm getting both of them. I've got a bunch of them on there, but they're, eh, they're not as cheap as I was hoping they were going to be, but oh well. I mean, Watch Dogs is 66% off. That game seems so promise, promising. Promising, yes, thank you. Did you play it? No. How do you know that it wasn't? See, I read the reviews. Oh, <laughs> what what did the reviews say before I click the purchase button? They said it was promising, but it, didn't live up to it. Yeah, I mean it. It's an Assassin's Creed game set in modern day. Yeah, pretty much. What's wrong with that? Like, what were they disappointed with? I don't know. It was just an overall disappointment. Okay. Well, I'll give you my review of it later. Okay. Because I just clicked purchase. All right. And I will uh, review Rock of Ages. And we'll see who, who got it better. Yeah. <laughs> Your $1 game versus my, my $16 game. game. Sad part is, my $16 game probably is not going to give me any more enjoyment than your $1 game gives you. Probably. Granted, my free games of Heroes of the Storm and Hearthstone, those have been giving me plenty of enjoyment... Have you been playing Heroes of the Storm? Yes. Cool. Because I can't change the stupid daily quests. So yeah. I, have, 
I have to play them to get well, new daily quests. But, no. but you don't need daily quests, Andy. I know, but, but that's There's the a major... There's a flaw in your logic here. That's you, a major money income on that game. You, but, <laughs> Andy, the point is, if you don't like the game, you don't have to play it. Well, I'm, I'm trying out the different characters. Okay. I'm trying to figure out where my, my niche is. Which, which characters have you enjoyed playing so far? <sighs> please, um, say support, please say support. Please say support. No, I ha- I I can't do. I, That's right. You you hate support. I hate sub. I can't play support. I've tried. I have had okay. people yell at me in pugs, going, "What the hell are you doing? What were you doing? Trying to play support, and it seems failing horribly." Were you like rushing ahead? No, I was just trying to to. It was that weird tiny panda lady, Lily. Yeah. Turns out I was not playing her correctly. Okay. According to the people. Uh, well, I'm curious as to what you were doing, because there's really, like, very few incorrect ways to play characters in that game. I don't know. Okay. I got a grill as a non sequitur. Because, <laughs> you know, we have to talk about food on this podcast. That is one of our requirements. One of, one of my neighbors had uh, an old, very large propane grill. You went propane, ooh. Well, I have a charcoal grill. I know, that's what I was going to say, like, you went propane. I, well, now I have two grills. <laughs> I have my charcoal grill for steaks, and and turkeys, and more steak, and I have a propane grill for the, you know what, I don't want to make burgers on the, the little griddle anymore, and I don't feel like spending half an hour to get the grill started. I have a feeling that your usage of the charcoal grill will slowly start to fade once the convenience of propane starts to set in. Well, I, I already understood. Andy, didn't I just say that it was the convenience? I know, but it, I feel like you said you said for your steak. Okay, yes, I could understand your turkey requires basically a charcoal grill. Yes. But the steaks, the steaks don't require charcoal. But they taste better with it. Granted, I do all our steaks now in the oven on the, on the skillet. Yep, I, that's how I do a lot of mine. Which I think I'll actually switch over to the, well, once we get, you know, more people, then I can switch over to the griddle. But yeah, one steak on the skillet will work fine right now. Yep. Pancakes like, on the griddle, though. I forgot, steak? I, I forgot to, to season the griddle. Oh, no. Yeah. I was like, okay, time to flip the pancakes. <laughs> and it just stuck there. And I'm like, oh, crap. That's, that's not good. No. So I, I cleaned it off and then seasoned it a couple of times. So I think this time it should be better now. Okay. I haven't done my, my thorough seasoning of it, but it should be okay. Sure. You, you don't have any cast iron cooker. I have a cast iron skillet. What? I have a cast iron skillet. Okay, and how did you season it? Well, it was pre-seasoned when I bought it. And then I, I when I cook with it, I get all the steak out of it. And then I wipe it down. And I learned you actually can use water without destroying the seasoning. So at this point now I rinse it off and then wipe it down. And then I take a little bit of oil and rub it on. And then I put it back in the oven. Yeah. Oh. Is that is that not what you're supposed to do? No, that's that's what when you first went to, to keep the season going, that's, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Especially with the amount of fat and juices that are in the steak, they'll probably keep it. Right. I use it for steak. I use it for bacon. Ah, there so there is plenty of fat. Yeah, we use ours for steak, chicken. Well, there's not really much fat in chicken, especially since we use the, the skinless chicken breasts. Mm-hmm. But um, steak, chicken, sausage, bacon. Nothing you typically have to worry about sticking. No. See, now I want to go make, like, waffles or pancakes. Damn it, Andy. I'm sorry. What really sucks is I have a Brelli's Pizza. But it's at work because I forgot to take it home with me. Oh, no. All right. Have we made people sufficiently hungry? You've made me sufficiently hungry since I really haven't had any lunch yet. I had a bowl of cereal. I had a fiber one protein bar. That's it. That kind of sucks. Yeah. You know what doesn't suck? What? The fact that the net neutrality rules have now gone live. Yay! The courts- now, as we said, the the telecom companies first went to the FCC and said, hey, can you put a hold on these rules until we get everything settled? And the FCC, of course, said no. 
So then they went to the courts, courts and said, hey, the FCC said no. We've got a lawsuit pending. Can you put a stay on these rules until the lawsuit is settled? And the and court said? The court said no. Court said absolutely not. Go away. Well, not absolutely not. Uh, I believe the, the court said the organization has not satisfied the stringent requirements for a stay pending court review. Yes. So the court rules as of, well, a court when this recording goes live as of Friday have now uh, gone into place. But the, the court did agree to a expedited trial. So they, the briefings are actually supposed to be submitted by both sides within the next two weeks. So the, the court said, yeah, we're not going to stop the rules from happening, but we are going to agree that we should, probably should move this case along. Okay. So, so here's the, hoping. Yeah, both sides have two weeks to submit their drafts for their briefings and all that other fun stuff, and then that will continue on. But as of Friday, the rules have now gone into effect. So, oh man, that's got to be great for Netflix. Right? Like, they, they no longer have to pay Comcast special? Well, I think they still have to pay the special. It's just... The special it, was because Comcast was throttling Netflix, which is now illegal by the FCC. So the Netflix now can actually file a complaint with, with the FCC about Comcast. You can as well. If you feel like... um. Your ISP is treating you unfairly. You can actually file a complaint with the FCC. The website is up and running. Everything is a go. That's so cool. Supposedly this has already helped a couple of people. Um, Cogent announced that they had a new uh, interconnection agreement with uh, AT&T. And that they basically said it was because of that cogent if they were feeling like they were getting treated unfairly by AT&T they could go to the FCC and complain about it yep first step man first step right direction see what happens with the rest of it though I'm a little scared about this court case well we've got two weeks and that is the uh, that's what that's how they're going to fight it so yep I'm just worried that they are going to win that would be a pretty sucky blow. All right. So, grats to the FCC. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they did something else this week that was pretty cool, too, now that we're talking about the FCC. Okay. Uh, if you recall, we recorded that PayPal and eBay are splitting. Yes. And PayPal is, has, has made a change to their terms of service that said, we can robocall you. We and our third parties... Anyone that we want can robocall you. And if you don't like it, then go find a different payment transaction authorization service on the web. Ha ha ha. Which, by the way, someone might need to investigate PayPal for a monopoly. Uh, The FCC came in and said no. Yes, the the chief of the FCC's Enforcement Bureau wrote a letter letter to PayPal on Thursday saying that um, PayPal would have to get prior express written consent from customers before making so-called robocalls and robotexts for telemarketing purposes. So they said, you have to get these in writing before you're allowed to do this. Otherwise, they could get um, a penalty of $16,000 per call or per text. Oh, my God. $16,000 per call? Per call. Wow. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but... Not until you realize that they'd be calling, robocalling 15,000 people. Yes. Then that fine starts to add, yeah, $16,000 per call. Ouch. So, yeah, so the FCC said no. <laughs> it's been a good week for the FCC. <laughs> I think so. So has, has PayPal made a reaction to this yet? Have they said, like, okay, well, we'll remove it? Or, I mean, what, what defines express written consent? I'm not exactly sure. Is typing my name into PayPal express written consent? There's probably some legal def- definition of exactly what prior written consent will be. Okay. I, I think the spirit of it is that you have to opt into it. You can't yes. make it so that they have to opt out. That's probably the spirit of the law. Well, spirit of the ruling that the FCC said. Yeah. Now, here, here's a question 
and maybe you and I are not the ones who are capable of actually answering this. When the FCC makes a ruling like this, is it illegal or is it like against policy? It's out of compliance. What's the technical term? Um, okay, so if this, this is going from my work experience, i.e., because I work for a radio station, right? If we do not follow the FCC rules, this, especially with the, he has to deal with the emergency broadcasting or the emergency alert system, as it's called now. We are considered not in FCC compliance. Okay. And therefore can be fined due to the rules of the FCC. But it's not illegal. It's just you're not in compliance. The FCC can't make law. No. No, the FCC can only make their own rules and regulations. And then you, you have to comply with those rules and regulations. Otherwise, the FCC in those rules have set up penalties. Penalties. Those penalties are legally enforceable. Yes. The FCC has been authorized by Congress to make these sorts of rulings. Yes, that's that was actually when we talked about the net neutrality, when that process was getting made through the FCC, there was also the sidetrack of the Republicans in Congress trying to write their own, basically change the rules of the FCC, saying like, oh, okay, well, these FCC rules are not actually enforceable then. So it, Congress can... Give and take away the FCC's power. It's in their right to do so. Sorry, it was just one of those things where it's like, yeah, well, you are correct. The Congress has given the FCC the power to enforce these rules via penalties, but then Congress can also take away those rights as well. Okay. Another good example was that what the Consumer Financial Bureau, the one that, um, oh, female senator from Massachusetts. What? Elizabeth... Um, Oh, what is her name? I don't know who or what you're referring to at this point. Elizabeth Warren. Okay. She's the current uh, senator from Massachusetts. Um, she was in charge of the um, the Consumer Financial Bureau, which was a, a thing that the, the Congress created after the um, meltdown yeah. in 2008. Kind of like a consumer protections agency. Okay. Um. So Congress created that, but then the banks were not happy with it, so the bank lobbyists talked to Congress, and then Congress kind of just removed the funding for yeah. the protection agency. So that was... Congress can do a lot of fun things. Sort of. Congress can try. Congress... You say fun things, I say underhandedness. I say terrible things that are contributing to the downfall of civilization. So other um, government <laughs> – wow, we got a lot of government bureaucracy stuff on here. FTC. Yes. The FTC. What the F hell is the FTC doing this week? The FTC is going after the doom that came to Atlantic City. That was a Kickstarter board game, if I recall. Yes, Kickstarter was, board game. It was like a cursed Kickstarter board game, though. Yeah, launched in May of 2012, raised $122,000. With the original goal of like thirty six thousand, thirty five thousand, thirty five thousand, hey, not bad from memory. No. no, not bad at all. I should probably open this article so I know what you're talking about. Okay, what did the FTC do? Um, well, the, oh wait, so so what have uh, the the game is out, isn't it? No, are you sure? He canceled the project in July of 2013. Yeah, but someone else picked it up. Oh, someone else picked it up. Yeah, because you can buy it on Amazon. Here's the link. Oh, oh here, yeah, here we go. Cryptozoic agreed to make their game. Right. So um, he, he canceled the project in 2013, said that he was going to refund the backers in full, but um, didn't do that. And um, it seems the FCC stepped in and uh, went after the guy. And okay. According to their case, uh, he didn't use the money that he received to actually make the game. Oh, so he embezzled it. Yeah, he spent the money, most of the money on unrelated personal expenses such as rent, moving himself to Oregon, personal equipment, and licenses for a different project. So he essentially embezzled. Yeah, he said, hey, I'm going to make this Kickstarter. Everybody's like, hey, take my money. And he's like, thank you for the money. I am now going to run. I'm going to move to Oregon. 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 No, Oregon. Milk. Whoa! Whoa! 
I actually had to physically in my head make sure I said milk rather than milk. Wow. All right. I'm done. I'm out. That's it. <laughs> Show's over. After 400 and – God, how many uh, – 416 eight, episodes. Eight years. Almost nine years. Eight and a half years, 400 some episodes. I'm out. That's it. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Wow. Well done, sir. Thank you. Now you can just practice that. Yes. Can we work on especially two? No. Damn it. One word at a time. (laughs) One word at a time. All right. Well, let's go with Oregon as the one word. I'm used to milk and especially. How do you say espresso? Espresso? Wait, so you can do that, but not especially? Especially. God damn it, Andy. (laughs) Espresso. It's espresso. I've, I've... I did not learn espresso until I was older. I learned especially. But it's not especially. Many moons ago. Especially is something that was previously specially. <laughs> okay. This so is he, an ex parrot. So he moved to Oregon and basically took their money and ran. Yeah. And so and the FCC went after him. He settled with the FCC, with the FTC. And he has been permanently forbidden from misrepresenting the purpose of a crowdfunding campaign, the rewards, the progress, or the qualifications of any person associated with a campaign. Furthermore, the FTC has ordered that he must honor any stated refund policy. Including the policy that he stated to give people refunds. Yeah, he was also fined a sum of $111,793.71, which was suspended due due to his inability to pay, since he already spent everybody's money. So... Are the backers going to get their money back? Probably not. Probably not. But the, basically this guy has been banned from all further crowdfunding things, which is a bit of a hollow victory, but... So, but but let's step back. I okay. mean, this is kind of a hollow victory, but this is the FTC getting involved with crowdfunding. Yes. And that's kind of monumental. This has now set precedence. This is what it's done. Right. So is this something that we're going to see more of? Is the FTC going to start getting involved in more of these cases? Are they going to go after Indiegogo? Indiegogo, FundMe, all the... I feel like this now gives people the rights to say, hey. Well, I mean, GoFundMe is is pretty explicit about the, like, this is not for a product. This is, I want money. Yeah. Right, like there was a GoFundMe when Otho's apartment burned down, and he didn't have fire insurance. There was uh, we the curling insurance. club did a GoFundMe because we needed money for equipment. Now that we have our own ice, right? So those those should be okay. But the Indiegogo here's some fanciful product that I'm going to pretend I have the knowledge to make, even though the technology won't be available for 15 years. But is this the FTC going to, you know, starting to ramp up for that? Is Was this their trial run? What happens when they go after uh, Potato Salad Guy? <laughs> that, oh man, Potato Salad Guy, that was just odd. That was just stupid. And then people would donate it just so they can say, yes, I am the, uh, I donated to the Potato Salad Guy. That was. Yeah. Now I'm just looking at all the curling um, GoFundMes. God, there's a lot of them. 69. Jeez. I do have to say, though, I still have not uh, donated to anybody's crowdfunding things yet. At all? No. You have not kickstarted? I have not kickstarted. How about you go to Kickstarter's webpage right now? Why? And look at the first thing that comes up. Kickstarter's webpage. All right, going right now. I've got some art stuff right now. On their big splash thing? For the love of spot. Oh. Sure you don't want to contribute to a Kickstarter, Andy? Oh, that's that's right in the feels. Yep. Oh. Sure you don't want to do it? <laughs> uh, 18 days to go. They still need another $350,000. Jeez. God. Mmm. Well, I could see about if I find a random magic card, try putting that up on eBay. Okay. 
Just a random card? I don't think a random card is going to sell for very much. No, but a specific card just sold for $15,000. That's a lot of money for a card. Yes, it was a foil Modern Master 2015 Tarmogoyf. 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 Which was actually stamped in the top eight. That one's, that's, it's foil. It's a rare card and it's stamped in the top eight. That was a bit of a perfect storm. This isn't even like a classic card, right? This is this is new. I do believe so. Uh, power is equal to the number of card types among cards in all the graveyards. Its toughness is equal to that number plus one. Weird. It was equal to the number of card types among... God. I read that, and I don't understand what that card does. So card types like enchantment, creature, artifact... Things like that. Okay, so if you have a very diversified graveyard in the game... Of all players. Of all players, this card could be badass. Right. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, it was released last month. Wow. How much do Black Lotus go for now? That's an excellent question, because I still remember the guy who opened up the, the random draft box live online that got had and a Black had, Lotus. had a Black Lotus. Uh, so the Alpha Black Lotus, which is, you know, very rare at this point, is $20,000. Jeez. Beta is $15,000. Unlimited is $7,000. Wow. So here's the other question, though. Now, this is where the debate has come on this. Yeah. He's playing in a Magic Draft tournament. Yeah. It, a pretty high-level Magic Draft tournament, and he gets this card. Yeah. So he decides to basically screw the draft. I'm keeping this card. Okay. And people are like, well, wait, you, you threw the game just because you got yourself a rare a super, card that was actually worth some legitimate money? How much was he going to make at the draft tournament had probably, he won? Probably not the uh, $7,000 or so that he would get by auctioning it off. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there were people, people were complaining that he, he wasn't in the spirit of the game to do this. Kind of not really. That's true. It's like he put it into his deck even though it didn't make sense for his deck. Is that what yes. happened? Yes. I mean, props to him for knowing it was worth something. Yeah, that's one of the things where he'd be going through and be like, oh, shit. And then just literally pulling it out, going, "All right, so I'll, he, I'll take this one." <laughs> yeah, he he took it. Uh, it's fresh out of the pack, and he put it in a sleeve as soon as he could. He knew exactly what he was doing too. He's yeah. like, "All right, I'm going to take this. Where's the sleeve? Where's the sleeve? Where's the sleeve? Boom!" Yeah, like I'm I'm just not going to use this card. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's totally legit. Still find people that were funny that were upset about that, dude. What are you doing? I'll, I'm making seven grand right here. Hello, right. No, I think he's fine. It's pretty cool artwork on the card. All right. So if you if you found that magic card and put it on eBay for $15,000, would you spend $7,000 to fund the Love of Spock Kickstarter? I'd use some money to fund the Love of Spock Kickstarter, but I would actually probably spend money. For $7,000, you can get the Lieutenant Commander level. Uh, you'll receive the original, never-before-released Star Trek Three poster mock-up art from Leonard Nimoy's private archive, along with a collector's edition screenplay from the film and a photograph from the press packet, both autographed by Spock himself. Huh. For $10,000, you can be listed as an associate producer. Ooh. This is essentially them auctioning off his stuff. I do want to just point that out. Which is kind of sad. But they are auctioning it off for the purpose of funding a documentary. Yes. Which makes sense. All right, I got to get off this page or I'm going to start crying. Uh, What else we got? Amazon. Yes. Amazon announced a new sort of product thing. Amazon Allowance. Yeah. I I was concerned for a moment that we had really dropped the ball on this, that we had totally missed it, because I was on Amazon buying an SD card, and I looked over in the corner, and I saw this, like, Amazon allowance. What the hell is this? And I click on it, and I read about it. I'm like, how the hell did we miss this? And it, we missed it because it had just been announced. And everybody missed it, basically. It was like, Amazon is is almost the king of the... 
silent turn on. Yeah. The stealth install. The uh, We're going to put it out here, but we're not really going to tell many people about it. The, yes, there are the fanfares of like the, the Amazon Echo. And the Anything Kindle-based. Yes. Right? Kindle-based stuff is huge for Amazon. F- the Fire, the, the console, the, the phone, TV, which the went phones. nowhere. Right. That's where all their fanfare goes. But little things like this, where it's just like, we're, we're just going to do this, and we'll see who notices. Or like the Amazon for Moms was a thing. Yeah. So Amazon Allowance is an allowance system. That allows you to add money. On a regular basis, yes. if you choose. To other people. So Dave could, if he wanted to, give me an Amazon Allowance, and then every month give me... Five bucks? Sure. Why am I giving you an allowance? Why not? Okay. <laughs> so it, it's cool because it's a way that you can actually do this for, for kids, essentially. Yes. Uh, 13 and up. And you, you can give them their allowance and they can only spend it on Amazon at that point. Which, as we have pointed out, you can buy a lot of stuff on Amazon. You can buy just about anything you want on Amazon. Yes. Including gift cards. So that's kind of a, an interesting take on allowance. Amazon decided to have fun. Yeah, it's just so weird that they did it so quietly. Yep. That they didn't say, like, hey, we're starting a new program called Amazon Allowance. It's just, it was there. I could see this, though, for parents and college students, though, because what's the one thing that's not on Amazon? The one thing that's not on Amazon? Or one of the one things that's not on Amazon. Uh, what is not on Amazon? Alcohol. Ah, really? There's no booze on Amazon? I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, no, I don't see any. Well, okay then. (laughs) Yet when I type in vodka, the first thing that shows up here is sneak alcohol caps, reseal your water bottle perfectly. What? Remove original cap from water bottle, empty contents, refill with your choice of beverage, and reseal using our innovative camo caps. (laughs) Works perfectly with Aquafina 20-ounce and 1-liter water bottles. Can also be used on other bottles with white caps of similar size. It's because it looks like it's sealed. Yes. And my guess is it actually will be sealed. Like, if they try and open it, it will crack the seal. Um, potentially. That's awesome. That is hilarious. How much are they charging? Yep, not much. Oh, uh, no, quite a bit. There's a six count. You can also just buy plastic screw caps for PET bottles for uh, seven bucks for a bag of 24. Oh, well, there you go. So you don't need these sneak alcohol caps. You can no, actually you just, just buy, buy a bunch of the actual caps. That's amazing. And you just pop them on. It's a lot of kits to smuggle booze. I've got a, a bag of 50 for five dollars. Like, there's a lot of ways to smuggle booze. This is a huge market. Yes, Why yes, is it is. Why is such a big market? Because alcohol is expensive in closed environments. Yeah, but, like, here's one where it's, it's fake shampoo. Four bottles disguised as shampoo, conditioner, sunscreen, and body lotion with real label. And it's, it's a place to just store booze. Like, what the hell? Hey, perfect for your uh, cruise. Granted, now, I think the cruise ships now are not allowing, like, most any type of bottle. (laughs) This is hilarious. So you're not allowed to bring alcohol on cruises? Is that what's going on? I do believe so. I think you have to purchase all of it there. I would have to, not having been on a cruise, I don't know for a fact. Or, or, you know, just don't drink on a cruise. Yes, you and I would agree to that. But I feel like there are other people who would think that's... They go on cruises to get drunk. Probably, yes. Okay. I mean, they're going on a cruise. They're going to spend money anyway. Yes. I don't feel pity for them. Also, fun fact, uh, yeah. if you ever go on a cruise, check the Bible in your uh, your little room. Yeah. Because that's where most of the time people would put the extra drink tickets that they don't use. In the Bible. In the Bible. Why are and they And that's what in you're supposed Bible? to do, is if you have drink tickets and you don't use them on your cruise... You're supposed to put them in the Bible. Put them in the Bible. Why? Well, if you're not going to use them, somebody else, the next guy in there is, could be able to use them. I guess, sure. Kind of like a little pay it forward sort of thing. Okay. So, should we actually get back to uh, technology? Yeah, I guess we can. How about the Oculus? 
Oh, yeah, there's a couple things with the Oculus. Well, they had their press conference this week. Yes. That's two why things there were came out of that press conference, really. More than two things, but two main things. Two main things, yes. Yeah. First is the fact that Microsoft is going to be a partner with Oculus. This surprises no one. Really? Even though they had the HoloLens? Yeah, I'm, I'm so not surprised at this. HoloLens is still like four years out. So you get an Xbox controller, yep. you get your Oculus Rift, yep. and you can play Xbox games to your headset. Sounds good. It's a 2D display in a 3D world, so we're not turning all the Xbox games into virtual reality games. Wait, wait, what? The, the Xbox games are not in 3D. They basically project a 2D display inside your 3D universe. The screen feels like it's 7 feet by 10 feet. Holy shit. And everything else is non-existent. So you're basically sitting in darkness, but in front of you is projected a 7 by 10 foot screen. I mean, that could be cool for like a hotel, for traveling, for camping. I go to a cabin, we've got the Xbox there. I plug in the Oculus. People in small apartments. I mean, really, anyone who can't afford a 70 square foot television. (laughs) Yes. That's actually a pretty cool little toy. At the same time, I'm projecting a fake TV in front of me. Like, um, Yeah, that's what you're doing. You're projecting a fake TV in front of you, inside the okay. headset. I don't know. I'd have to play with it. I'd have to feel it and see it. Well, the uh, basically the all-in cost um, has not been announced, but Oculus previously said that the all-in cost would be around $1,500. Holy shit! Oculus is expensive! Yep. What do you get with that $1,500? Well, that's that's their what they said it will cost you to get the headset, the PC, the controller, and everything else there. They oh, say, God. okay, so this is from scratch. Yeah, this from is, scratch. I have nothing. If okay. you have nothing, it will cost you $1,500 to get up and running with the Oculus. I according, have a PC. According to Oculus. I have a PC. I have okay. a very good PC. So probably like... $400 or $500. Well, the actual developer kit right now for the Oculus is $350. So maybe closer to that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that That's a little more reasonable. I there was, you go. Sorry. My apologies. You said $1,500. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me. I'm going to just go buy a 4K TV. 4K? 4K. 4K so last year, yo. What? 8K now, man. Haven't 8K, you heard? I have heard. That's actually why I set that up. Okay, good. That, that was an alley-oop. Well, that was a good one because I just slam dunked an 8K video onto YouTube. 8K video. Holy shit. Now, Who is the resolution to, to see that? Like, honestly. Um, resolution of 8192 by 4320. I still think that we should take what we're calling 8K and call it actual 4K. Yes, that would actually be a more correct description. Right, because they they swapped it to make it bigger, right? The 4K was the number of hor- of uh, columns instead of rows. Now it's the number of columns instead of the row. yeah. But um, just as a fact, the 8K video that's on YouTube was not actually filmed with any sort of 8K camera. It was actually shot with a 6K camera, and then some of them were scaled up by 125%, and then other stuff was actually stitched together using uh, After Effects. Hmm. So is it actually, it, I mean, it is 8K of resolution, it just wasn't filmed there. No. Some of the stuff was blown up from 6K. Other stuff was stitched together. So the stitched together stuff there where it pans... Mm-hmm. That technically could be 8K resolution because you would just take the two 6K shots and mesh them together and you'd get your 8K resolution. We, the, the, the we, surprise, we haven't finished making fun of 4K TVs yet. Well, you can't even get an 8K television right now. Right. There are no commercial displays out at the moment that will support an 8K resolution. You could do an 8K video uh, computer monitor? Do they Do they make those yet? Probably for like $900. I don't know. You got Google. I'm searching. 8K computer monitor. LG has 8K monitors. Samsung's have got a couple as well. Yep. I'm terrified about how much those are going to cost. $2,000. No, that's a TV. Uh, $700. 
Is it actually 8K? Nope. 2560 by 1440. Hold on. I'm looking at the Samsung one right now. Once the product stats load. Specifications. No, resolution. Not 8K. That's only 4K. Yeah, I only see a 4K. So I don't think you can even buy an 8K monitor yet. No. Without, like, custom ordering. The 8K LG that was shown off at CES this year features a 98-inch screen. 98-inch diagonal, right? Yes. God, 8K. Jeez. We just need to slow down here because that... that No, the, go faster. Yes, I, faster. I, no. Go faster. Yes, I love that people are pushing the envelope, and so the theory of this is... Going forward, yes, we should at some point keep looking to advance the television technology. But faster. No, this. There are people out there who still don't. Well, yeah. Okay, so maybe HD TVs are still out there, but still, it's too much too quickly. Faster. No. Yes. No. So I have a, a topic that's not listed. Oh. <gasps> Because this is hot off the presses. All right. Uh, FedEx. You recall talking about FedEx and how FedEx employees are not actually FedEx employees. Yes, they're all independent contractors. Yes. FedEx has agreed to pay $228 million to settle litigation claiming that the company shortchanged its drivers on pay and benefits by improperly labeling them as independent contractors. Ooh. So they are... Settling. Don't know what that means for the future, though. That's $228 million. (laughs) Quite a bit. So I will add that FedEx settlement to our list. I actually just got a package delivered to me yesterday from FedEx. I haven't gotten a lot of FedEx packages lately. Mostly it's UPS. And I think that's because Amazon uses UPS and Moot uses UPS. And that's pretty much where most of my packages come from. This one was we had a power supply fail on one of our servers down in Coldwater, and we have the pro support for Dell, mm-hmm. which includes one-day turnaround. Not bad. I, I called Dell at 2 p.m. on Thursday, and by 11 o'clock Friday morning, I had the replacement parts in my hand. Not bad. No. That was a that was quick-ass turnaround is what that was. That is fast. Yeah, there's a reason why we we pay for that support service there. Yeah. Because <laughs> if we were, if, if this was, it, mind you, it was redundant power supplies, and so we didn't lose any service. But if it was a non-redundant power supply, we'd be off for less than a day by the time I actually was able to get the thing in my hand. Cool. That's, yes, no. That's fast. Dell's, that, is, Dell's, that is very fast. Dell's business support, if, you, if, you, if you're in the right tier, is amazing. It's good, yep. If you're in the wrong tier, uh, I don't know how that sounded over there, but that was my. I, it, well, doing face. it again doesn't change how that. Yeah. Okay. So, Dave, do you have voicemail at work? Yes. Do you use it? Yes. Not often. Uh, most people have as a message on the the internet. If you call me and don't leave a voicemail, I will not call you back. They also have, if you call me and leave a voicemail and then email me, I probably won't call you back. Because there are companies now who are dropping their employee voicemails. Yep, but we get a lot of calls from outside of the company. Yeah, I'm debating. Our phone systems are set up so I could forward it easily to my cell phone when I'm not in the office. Mm-hmm. But the question is, do I want to do that? No. <laughs> like, I can tell you now. No. I gave everybody... I get enough random phone calls as is to my cell phone number because enough people know what my cell phone number is at work. Yes. So yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to give that out anymore. No, don't don't do that. But yeah, no, people are saying, "Oh, this is the end of voicemail." I'm like, "No, it's not." No, it's not. It is. It is very much not. People are saying, "Oh, texting is taking over." No, no, not really. It's, it's either texting is taking over, or the fact that people will just have things go to their cell phone instead. I feel like landlines are disappearing. That I could see. See, I actually have like the opposite in the sense that my Google Voice will call my office phone. If you call me during work hours, my office phone rings. Really? Yep. Well, that's interesting. Well, because I don't get a lot of cell phone signal where my office is. Yeah, I did. Th- did I tell you what I did when I was delivering the mail? Nope. 
the where I was delivering the mail had very no spotty uh, T-Mobile service. Right. Oh, you had an AT&T one, didn't you? Yeah, so I picked up an AT&T prepaid wireless phone, would pay my $10 a month or whatever it is. And then I had people, I gave everybody my Google voice number and I set the AT&T phone or my phone as priority. But mm-hmm. if my phone didn't pick up, it would ring the AT&T phone. Nice. Which had service. So everybody looked at me weird. Why did I, you know, carry around two phones with me? So that people could actually get in touch with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think voicemail is going to be around for a while yet. I actually just got one during this recording that I need to go and listen to. My phone is somewhere in the apartment. Oh, there it is. Right behind me. My phone is easy to find now because my watch can ring my phone. Yes. Hey, I know all about that. It's really nice. Yes. Yes, it is. Or the fact that my uh, watch will lock itself up if it gets separated from my phone. Well, see, I, I actually don't want that. I like having my watch be my watch, even if it's not near my phone. Well, yes, but it's it's a very good indicator of, hey, you forgot your phone somewhere. When I'm literally walking out of the room and suddenly my watch goes off and asks me for its four-digit pin. Yeah, no. Nope. And I'm like, oh, shoot, forgot my phone. Turn right around, grab my phone, and then my watch unlocks and becomes a watch again. Yeah, no, I, I don't want that. Not at all. All right, what else we got? Let's wrap this guy up. Well, we had the E3 promises. Um, I don't, yeah, hmm. So this is something that we've done every year because Kotaku does it every year, and we, we kind of just steal their stuff. Um, this year, instead of us going through and reading all of them, I will recommend to you, we've posted the links, go check out Kotaku's coverage of it. They go through and say, here's everything that they talked about last year during the press conferences for Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony, and they say, here's what happened and here's what didn't happen. And these are pretty thorough now. Yeah, they, they've done a really good job with it. So go check those out. Go read them. Uh, we aren't going to actually walk through them. We are excited for E3 this year, though. Yes. Although it seems like a lot of the big announcements have already been made. You know what announcement I'm upset with, though? What are you upset with? Fallout 4 will not be on the PS3 or 360 ever. Why are you playing it on a console anyway and not your PC? My PC is a laptop. Okay, so it won't handle Fallout 4? Probably not. Uh, that's unfortunate. You could yep. go buy a Steam box. I could buy a Steam box, or I could just, you know, get an actual PC at some point. Yeah, get a, a big boy computer. <laughs> hey, I had a big boy computer. I just realized that big boy computer was pointless for what I did 90% of the time. Yeah. Aren't you saving for a house? At some point, yes. Well, yes. Yes, we are. Like now? Yes. So maybe not buying a new computer. No. Okay. You could make a GoFundMe. <laughs> but then the FTC can come after you. Well, no, because I, I wouldn't be promising things and then not delivering. I'd just say, hey, give us money for a house. Yep. Uh, but Bethesda has announced Fallout 4 not available for the 360. Yes. They are only doing... Now or ever. Yep. Or I'm the still, PS3. I'm still... Uh, I'll believe it in two years. Okay. We'll say that. So, um, should we hit the random review? Yeah, sure. It's your week. Yes. And I'm reviewing a mobile game that's come out over uh, almost two years ago. Okay. Marvel's Puzzle Quest. Woo! Yes, this is actually done by the guys who did Puzzle Quest. It is out for the Android and the app devices. So if you enjoyed Puzzle Quest, my guess is you'd enjoy this game, especially if you like superheroes. I like superheroes. I like Puzzle Quest. I didn't like Puzzle Quest 2. No, I did also did not like Puzzle Quest 2. I, I actually like I didn't really like Galactrix either. I don't There was something about Puzzle Quest that was fun and exciting that just wasn't there in any of the other games they made. Well, Puzzle think of Puzzle Quest, but instead of your, you know, mage, thief, warrior, you have Iron Man and you Captain have Iron, America. Yeah, let's look at my current roster. I've got Thor, Daredevil, Magneto, Hulk, Storm, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Iron Man, Moonstone, Juggernaut, Wolverine, Magneto, again, two different versions of Magneto. Didn't they make it, like, pay to win or pay to play? Like, it it had timers and stuff like that. You could only do so many games a day or you had to pay more to play more. Um, The the limiting factor is your guys' health. So your guys, when they get hurt... You know, when they're facing off against, you know, 
bad guys, i.e. like Venom and Magneto. And um, who evidently oh. is also a good guy because he's on your roster. Yes. Okay. You can also get the bad guys and play as the bad guys, but you can't play Magneto against Magneto. It won't let you do that. Ah. So there's there's a limit there. Is if if I'm facing off against Venom, I can't have Venom on my own team. Okay. I could have Spider Man on my team, but not Venom. Okay. But um, if your guys get injured, uh, they slowly regain health. But then you can also use health packs to um, heal them in, to 100%, or if they die during the matches, revive them to 100%. But those, you only can have a maximum normally of uh, five of those at one time. And those also have a timer to respawn them. So if you're out of health and you have no guys... You can't play. You can't play unless you spend money to you know get more health packs. So it's pretty fun. They've actually got they they've had storylines going on um, since the beginning. Like they just finished up uh, uh, an Ultron storyline earlier, and right now I'm in this whole Dark Avengers storyline, mm-hmm. where Osborn is now the head of Shield, and he is trying to create his own Avengers. Yeah, so it it actually follows the um, the comics pretty well then. Yes, because that happened in the comics. Yes. And there are also so you have the storyline events that are going on there. You also have versus events where I can take my um, team of superheroes and I actually play against other people's teams of superheroes. But it's you know computer controlled at the time, so it's an asymmetrical multiplayer. Weird. Yeah, which um, I haven't really done because I got into this late. So most of the verses are against people who have been in since the beginning. Oh, and so they are much stronger. Yes, that's unfortunate. But you know, the storyline games are still fun, and you can still get rewards for stuff. Um, I would say uh, two things. One, you, there are hero coins, which you use to add uh, spaces to your roster. Yes. Or to level up your guys. Um, I'd use those sparingly because uh, you don't get them that often. And there was at one point where I got a bunch of guys, because you, you can actually get uh, comic book covers, and if you have a comic book cover of a guy you don't have, you can add them to your roster. Um, I lost a bunch of those because I literally did not have any open spots on my roster. Ah. Because I needed hero coins to do that. So, if you get tokens, which you can use to turn into random comic book covers, those do not expire. The comic book covers, on the other hand, do expire. So, unless you have a space open on your roster, don't open any tokens. Because you might have just then burned the tokens. Oops. Which I did not notice at the time, yeah. Plus I thought, oh, okay, 100 hero coins per slot, that's fine. And then it was like, oh, 200 coins for two slots, okay, that's okay. And then it's 300 coins for three slots, oh, shit. It's like, I don't, I don't have that many coins. I, I thought I could just, you know, get 100. That, that I can easily do, because you get no. hero coins from the story quests. Nope. Nope. So yeah, I lost uh, Mystique and a couple other people just because... I didn't know there was a timer on those. That's too bad. But no, it's Puzzle Quest. It's fun, and you're playing against other random supervillains, and you can team up your team as well. So it's um, like uh, Hulk has his power uses, you know, green gems. Of course. And, of course it know, does. Iron Man uses red gems, and so the two of those together are actually pretty good because if you can make a green match, you can lo- you can use... The Hulk's power... Hulk smash! Yeah. Red Gems uses uh, Iron Man's superpower, but there's also things there where Iron Man and um, Thor don't really mesh too well together because both of them have red powers, both of them have yellow powers, so it's like, well, which one am I going to use? But Thor and Hulk together are great because Hulk's got a power that turns gems into green gems, which then you can match and use Hulk to smash. Well, it sounds like Hulk is good with just... Hulk. Or did you mean that Thor has a power to turn things into green gems? Hulk, uh, Thor has a power to turn things into green gems. Okay, because you said Hulk does, and like so, that, that no. seems like overkill. No, Thor has a power... Thor's yellow power turns gems green. Which so then can you then can be get more Hulk. green matches, which then makes Hulk can smash more. Hulk smash. So it's, it's kind of a strategy of going, okay, who am I playing against... Okay, am I playing against this guy? So it means I need to... You You play against normally three enemies, so you can decide which enemy you want to attack first. And you're like, well, I don't want to... I want to get rid of this guy first because his special power can just decimate my team if it's not put into check. 
So, okay, I'll attack the spy first, and then I'll put Thor and Hulk together because those are the green gems, and that will work fine. And then I'll put Hawkeye in there because he can turn random gems into, or specific Andy, gems into. Yeah. Andy, bring it back. So, actually, a lot of strategy in the thing. Okay. And it's <laughs> free to play, so you can't beat free. Well, not with a sane business model. Yeah. Okay. It's for Android? Android uh, and PC. And PC, yes. I actually just downloaded it on Steam. Uh, Is it just, the same login? Like, can you, the changes you do on Steam, do they reflect in your Android game? I will find that out in two seconds once I start up the Steam game. Okay. Right now it's doing the first time setup because I just. Have you been installing this while we've been recording? Maybe. Oh, I guess your internet is still super good. Actually, it's not anymore. It used to be super good. And it was actually our whole building that had super good internet, and then we lost it. That's too bad. You should complain to the uh, FCC. That I was given better internet than I was described, and then had it taken away, and given my normal internet that I actually pay for? Yeah, exactly that. All right, we're loading the game. Ah, noise. Noise. So much noise. How do I turn off noise? I don't know. I can't hear it. All right, well, I'll check that out later. (laughs) Okay. Because they wanted me to go through the tutorial. I think we got the topic. Yeah. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What do you keep in your glove box? An umbrella. My insurance. Yeah, I keep the registration and insurance. Some tissues. The owner's manual. Dog treats. Tissues I keep in the center console, along with some wet ones. So I, I actually have two glove boxes, I should point out, in the Prius. You have two glove boxes. There are two. There's one that opens up and one that opens down. <laughs> they they gave me two glove boxes. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Go look at any... Uh, let's see, there's got to be images of Prius interior. Prius glove box. That is weird. See? It opens up and down. So I have two. So I'm guessing you don't have... Do you have a passenger airbag? Yeah. No. Yeah, there's a passenger airbag. Where the hell is your passenger airbag story? I don't know. (laughs) I do not know. There is a passenger airbag. Because normally the passenger airbag would be where that... Top glove box is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Okay, so you have two glove boxes, so you have twice the glove box storage. Right. So I keep the napkins and, and tissues in there. Dog treats, umbrella... Uh, the owner's manual for the car, registration. Uh, I know we've got some Dramamine or Dramamine sort of thing. That is not surprising. Your top glove box yeah. can fit a bottle of wine. Or at least it looks like some of your versions have that little notch on the left. It's for the neck of a wine bottle. Really? Yes. Huh. You're going to go out to your car and check this out, aren't you? I might do that. It fits a wine bottle? That's what it's supposedly there for. That's cool. I always wondered. <laughs> I always wondered why there's an odd notch in the left side of your upper glove yeah. box. Yeah. Weird. All right. So let's see. So, uh, yeah. Manual. So I'll, I'll be transporting a wine bottle, I guess. So the, the, the question is, do you keep any gloves in your glove box? No. No. You don't need gloves for a steering wheel anymore. Especially if you have a steering wheel cover over your steering wheel. Like, that, that was the point of the glove box, was people had driving gloves for their steering wheel because you had to grip the steering wheel because you didn't have power steering. So, no, I do not keep gloves in my glove box. I don't think there's anything else in that glove box. Tons of little odds and ends. No, Coins. not really in mine. Do you carry a gun in your glove box? No. Good. I don't have any permits. Why would I have a gun? As we spoke about last week, yes, I could actually make my own gun. Yes. All right. And with that... Yeah, no, I can't think of anything else in my glove box. All right. Call it. Yep. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast. Or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.